0: Greg, InterVarsity has released a pretty significant study about the concerns and the attitudes of Generation Z. Now, can you tell us what age bracket we're talking about here with Gen Z?
1: Gen Z is the current high school and college generation, so they were probably born between 1990 and 2010.
0: All righty. Now, you've had time to go over the responses, I'm sure. Did anything in particular stand out and surprise you?
1: there were a few things that surprised us about the survey and delighted us. When we asked current college students, what's the number one discipleship tool you most want? 60% of them said, we want tools to better understand scripture. And then right after that, uh, 52% help us to pray. And I think what's delightful for me is when you ask students, what do they most want to do? They want to meet Jesus in the scriptures and they want help doing it and they want help speaking to God and listening to God in prayer. And after that, at about 47%, they said, and if you could help us think about dating and marriage, that would be great too. But their highest and greatest longing was get us in the scriptures. And for University Christian Fellowship, that makes our hearts sing because the way we start on campus is we start Bible studies because we think the most important thing we could do with a college student is let's study the scriptures together. So that really struck us as one of the most important things to take from the survey.
0: And the, uh, the idea of uh, help us learn how to pray, how do you go about doing that?
1: I think you help people learn to pray in two ways. Um, one of the most important relates to the first, look at the people who prayed in Scripture. So I personally, when I meet with students, love saying, let's study Daniel 9 and watch how Daniel prayed to God. Let's pray the Psalms together, which is the way that Jesus would have learned to pray. Let's look at how Jesus spoke to the Father in the Gospels, and take um, examples from that. And then I think the second thing that you do is you just pray in groups. And what I love about ministering with college students is because they come from a wide variety of church traditions. They begin to learn how the church around the United States and potentially around the world prays. So a student will say, "Well, I would love to read this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer." and A student who comes from a very casual tradition would say, those words are beautiful, and they express something I've never been able to put my finger on, and they find a new way to pray. And students who've grown up in very formal prayer times will find, I was praying in a circle of people, and they were just pouring their heart out before God, and that was so life-giving. So we start with Scripture, and then immerse them in Christian community to begin to discover how to pray together.
0: Did the pandemic cause what would appear to be some fairly serious mental health concerns, Uh, students thinking about themselves and maybe others?
1: It did. Um, Prior studies of Gen Z suggest that they are the generation that has the highest rates of depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation of any generation in history. And the pandemic only worsened that. So among the students that we surveyed, Uh, 58 percent, so nearly two out of three, said that they've faced challenges with loneliness or isolation uh, during the pandemic. And almost half of them said that their mental health and emotional health has been negatively impacted as a result of the pandemic. And so for a generation that was already feeling the weight of anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation, um, it was just much harder for them during the pandemic like it was for so many of the rest of us.
0: What would you say that uh, churches and parents need to know from this survey, particular for them?
1: I would say three things that I would love churches and parents to know. Um, One, let me go back to the original thing I mentioned. Students are hungry to get into the scriptures, and they want to hear from the scriptures themselves. What does the Bible say? And how do I meet Jesus in it? And I think if parents and churches would not try to entertain young adults, and not try to just keep them busy, but actually say, let's study the scriptures together. They'd find an incredibly receptive audience. The second thing I would say is um, there was another study, I believe it was done by Lifeway Research, which suggested that almost 80 to 90% of young adults said that nobody from their churches reached out to them during the pandemic. Um, The church was silent other than offering programming. And given the high rates of depression um, and anxiety and suicidal ideation, It, I think, would pay enormous dividends, both in discipleship as well as in care, if uh, churches, whether elders or pastors, would just call young adults to say, could we meet together for a meal? I want to check in on how you're doing. I think the third thing that churches could do would be to be attentive to the issues that college students are wrestling with. And so our study also showed when we said, what are the issues in the culture that you're most concerned about? The three that ranked the highest were one, we want resources on how to understand racial um, tension and injustice in our country. Second, we need resources on culture, uh, sorry, climate change. And then third was um, we need help understanding issues around adoption and foster care. And I think these make a lot of sense. This is the most ethnically diverse generation in history. Uh, Over 52% of all students right now are students of color. And so the issues around racial injustice are at the forefront because these aren't abstract or even political issues for them. These are issues that are facing their classmates uh, who are ethnically diverse. They're people that they know. And so it's a pastoral concern for them. How do I care for my friend? How do I care for this brother or sister in Christ who's telling me about their experience? And because 60% of them are saying, we want to read scripture more, what I think they're asking is, can the church help us understand what are the resources that scripture offers us to engage these issues? We've heard the polemics. We've heard the politics. We want to know what scripture says. And if churches would engage those three areas, help them study scripture, reach out to them in person, and then connect the social issues they're concerned with with the scriptures that we teach, I think college students would feel deeply cared for as well as deeply nourished by the
0: church. For people who may not be Very familiar with InterVarsity. Of course, you've been around a long time, but, you know, for some people, this may be new. Can you give us an overview of what InterVarsity does?
1: Sure. Um, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship is a ministry on college and university campuses. Um, We work on about 800 campuses around the United States right now. And our goal is to help students and faculty come to know Jesus, grow deep in a relationship with Him and with others, and then begin to influence the world as they graduate or continue in their profession. And so uh, university has been around for about 78 years now, and what I love is that our current student population that we're working with closely matches the demographics of the university itself. So about 52% of our students are students of color or international students, and so we're finding that they're wrestling with the issues that every college student is wrestling with, and they're uniquely poised to reach out to their fellow college students. Nothing is more compelling in evangelism, I think, on a college campus than have one of your classmates who you respect and who you see day by day say, I'm a follower of Jesus. And suddenly for non-Christians, everything changes, and they're curious, why are you a follower of Jesus and what does that mean? And when university students say, well, let me show you, would you be interested in joining a Bible study with me? We have a remarkable opportunity to help not-yet-Christians encounter Jesus
0: in the Scriptures. And I think you just touched on what my next question is, but you can elaborate here if you'd like. How important are these young people who are learning about Christ, how important are they to the future of the Christian faith and, and to culture in general?
1: I think college students are an essential um, and strategic missionary, sorry, mission field for the very reason that you were mentioning. Um, the future leaders of the church, of our governments, Of our businesses and culture-shaping institutions, the people who will lead us 20 years from now are college students today. And in college, they're defining what they believe, they're defining how they're going to live, and what causes they will give themselves to as adults. And so I think if we can help this generation of students understand how Jesus engages the whole of the world that they live in, We're gonna have leaders of our churches and leaders in our country um, who are deeply grounded in the faith and deeply engaged with the world. And that's what we're looking for.
0: As a Christian yourself, as a ministry leader, what is in your heart as you serve each day?
1: The thing I want to do most obviously is I want to please God and I want to glorify Him. And when I come on a college University campus, what I see is the enormous potential of college students as They try to engage Jesus and try to engage the world. So let me tell you a quick story. We're working with a lot of community colleges right now. And some of the community college students that we meet are actually high school students who are doing kind of dual degree programs where they're finishing high school but doing some work at community colleges. So one of our staff um, helped some high school teachers create a Bible study on campus, and he met a student named Jesus. And Jesus, um, who was a sophomore, said, I want to be the president of this Bible study. And so our staff worker said, Why? And Jesus said this during the pandemic, my family faced a lot of uncertainty. There were health issues, there were financial issues. It was really difficult. And I had to decide what I really believed. And he said, I realized my faith in Jesus is the most important thing about me. Then he said, "Um, I'm not a great athlete. I'm never going to leave that kind of legacy at my school. I'm not a great scholar. I'm not going to be the valedictorian. But I am a follower of Jesus. And I can leave a spiritual legacy here. Um, at my high school and at this community college, and that's what I want to do with my life. And I think I cannot wait for his to come to college full-time, and I cannot wait for somebody who has that kind of clarity and that kind of passion for Jesus to go to college, graduate, and begin to change the world.
0: So God is continuing to to, to raise people up to serve as the generations go by.
1: Absolutely. The beautiful thing about college ministry is um, I feel like they're, we're at a handoff point. Churches have nurtured kids through um, VBS and youth groups, and we're picking them up, equipping them to engage Scripture in the world, and then we're passing them back to the church to say, here, these are people who know how to share their faith, who know how to grow their faith, um, who know how to mobilize fellow Christians to engage in mission. Let's work together now as they graduate.
0: Is there a lot in, in culture in everyday living that, can compete with with faith can compete with following scripture, knowing Jesus is there a lot of challenge out there?
1: There's enormous challenges for college and university students right now. Um, almost everything in fact is a challenge to faith so um, whether it's the culture that says you're at the university primarily for self improvement and self advancement, which is an inherently selfish way to think about your future to um, the fear that so easily pervades our country, whether it's around politics, you know, or other issues, uh, all of these, I think, compete for the allegiance of college students. And the challenge we face every day in InterVarsity is to call students to say, your primary allegiance is to Jesus. Everything else takes second stage, whether it's um, your family, your career, your national identity, all of that Um, is subordinated to, I am a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. And if you get that set first, all the other passions and loves that you may have fall uh, appropriately into place. But if you get it disordered, um, you end up with severe distortions in your faith.
0: All right. Greg, we sure appreciate you sharing your heart with us and, and telling us more about this survey. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the opportunity.